Hello and welcome to A Journey of Clarity, a personal exploration of getting in tune with yourself and in tune with others with your host, Dr. Nathaniel Costilla. This is a journey of emotional and spiritual awareness, of discovery what life truly means, and a clear shift from an ego-driven world to a meaning-driven world. I believe we can become more in tune with our thoughts, our emotions and our spirituality. And as we do that, we will make better decisions, have deeper connections, more fulfillment and even more joy. This is A Bit of Clarity. G'day and welcome to another episode of A Bit of Clarity. I'm Dr. Nathaniel Costilla and it's a great privilege for me to share some powerful insights with you that will help you get more in tune with yourself and in tune with others and have more clarity in life. Today we will talk about our core needs, but before we can define these core needs, I want us to get an understanding of ourselves, the self-concept. How well do you know yourself? Do you know who you are? Do you know who you are as a person? Do you understand what goes on in, in your self-life, in your ego life, um, how well uh, are you in tune with who you are? So this idea of uh, self-concept is, is the basis that we start with and then we will look at our core needs once we, we know who we are. So the self-concept, uh, and I'm referring to the show notes, and if you haven't yet downloaded the show, uh, downloaded the show notes, please go to our website, eq.org.au and download the show notes. They are in the link in the podcast and in the video cast, wherever you are watching or listening to this material. We always have show notes that, goes, that go with it and uh, you can follow through with them and you can also make your own notes next to them. So the, we're talking about understanding the self-concept. Self-concept self refers to how someone views themselves, the self-image. How do you view yourself? How do you see yourself? Um, do you see yourself tall? Do you see yourself dark? Do you see yourself light? Do you see yourself um, uh, overweight, underweight? Uh, do you see yourself healthy? Do you see yourself unhealthy? Do you see yourself uh, good looking, not so good looking? I don't know. But the self-image, how do you see yourself? It's, it's part of the awareness of the self-concept. And then how much value do you place on yourself? How much are you worth? What is your self-esteem? Do you, do, you, do you think of yourself as somebody uh, of, of high value? Or do you, you know, do you think yourself that you, you know, you're a victim or people can just step all over you or you have no self-worth whatsoever? Where are you on the scale of self-worth? Where are you on the scale of self-esteem? So this is important about understanding yourself and the self-concept and also what you wish you were you were what what is the ideal self what do you wish you would be so for example when i grew up i uh, the ideal self for me would be to to be a wonderful football player soccer player because i grew up in europe and naturally you watched uh, football both in the local town where we lived and also on television so um, the ideal self would be to for me was to be a good football player. The ideal self for me now is to be a person of influence, a person that really helps other, others excel in their life. I just want to train people and I want to give the very best of me and the ideal self for me is somebody who can just pour their life into others 
and others will thrive and grow. That's where I am at the moment. Now, it's important to understand ourselves, to have this awareness that we are a separate human being, that we have our own needs. And the more aware we are of who we are, the more chances we, are, we have to manage ourselves, to manage our emotions, to manage our thoughts. So this self-concept is very, very interesting and powerful. Now, let me just uh, give you an insight. You may know this if you're a parent or you may know it, not know it. But children don't really have a concept of self uh, until they're about, you know, one or two years of age. A lot of them don't actually get a concept of self uh, until they're a toddler and moving around on their own, especially if they're breastfed. If a child, if a baby is breastfed, he or she, they have this thought that they are part of the mother's body. That's why they cry when you take them away, because they think they are part of their body. They don't realize that they themselves are a person. They don't have the concept of self. They only have the concept of being together with their mom. A lot of children, until they learn to walk and walk by, by themselves, they depend so much on the mother or on the father, especially on the mother, that they believe, or in their, in their neurons, in their way of thinking, is that they are part of the body of the mother. So they don't actually have a concept of self until later on when they become uh, independent and they begin to wander on their own and then they walk away and gradually they discover that they themselves are a separate person. So this is quite powerful because maybe we still have some umbilical cords either to our moms or to our dads or to uh, past relationships or even to our wives or to our husbands. Uh, we don't realize that we, in ourselves, yes, we are separate, we are one with our husband, with our wives, but we are also separate entities, separate bodies. So it's important to have that awareness as well. So when we talk about uh, core needs and core uh, needs that we have, we got to understand that each one of us have needs. As a, when you have a concept of self, you also have a concept of your own needs. And uh, when we talk about the concept of uh, core needs, we cannot go past Marlow's, uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs because he is just Abraham Maslow. Everybody has heard of him. He was a psychologist who came up with a wonderful theory of, uh, of needs that humanity have. And it's important for us to go through them to understand ourselves better. So he had, uh, initially he had five core needs, but then he developed a sixth one 17 years later after doing the first pyramid, the first theory. So he had them in this, in this theory as a pyramid and I will just go through them with you today and then uh, uh, we will talk of another um, core needs structure that somebody else has also brought to us. So the first uh, core need uh, that has uh, been identified by Abraham Maslow is this one physiological needs. So everybody has needs for water, for air, for food, for sleep, for clothing, for shelter, for sex, for intimacy. So we all have these needs. Our bodies were created with these needs. We need to, to be protected. We need to, we need to have air and oxygen to breathe. We need to drink water and we need to have food for our body to function. We need to have rest. We need to have sleep. We need to protect ourselves from the elements. We need to wear clothes. We need shelter from the elements, again, from the weather. And we also need, uh, we have a, a need of intimacy. That's the way we were created to function, to have sex as well. So 
it's, it's absolutely vital to understand that every single person has these needs. And these are some of our needs. And if one of these needs is not fulfilled, we suffer. That person is, is not going well through life because that need is not met. So these are very, very basic needs. And unfortunately, there are a lot of people in the world who don't even have these very basic needs met, the absolute bottom line of these needs. Now, the second need that uh, Abraham Maslow identified was the need for safety, for security, for personal security, for financial security, for health and for well-being. Everybody wants to have security. They want to be able to sleep at night. They want to be able to know that they're healthy, that they can get up in the morning, that they can move, that they're not threatened, that they have the finances, that their money is secure, that their job is secure, that their health is secure that they can live a peaceful and healthy life. It is a need that everybody has, you and I have it, and many people are unfortunately are deprived from it. Think of countries where there are wars, think of countries where, you know, there are people uh, who just break in and they don't obey any of the laws of the land. And uh, there's people that also hurt each other, there's people that are sick, so, you know, this very basic need of safety is absolutely important. And it's important for us to have the awareness that we have physiological needs and we have safety needs. And uh, when we, uh, let's say, extend a helping hand to other people, think that they have these needs as well and they need to be helped out. They need a physiological help and they need safety help. So when you reach out to other people and help other people, think of those needs. If you can identify some of the, those needs, and satisfied and fulfill them in those needs, it is wonderful. The next need is the belonging and love. That's uh, on the third level. Uh, this is uh, addressing the need for friendships. You know, nobody's an island. We actually need people. We need people. We need connections. We need to talk to people. We need to love people. We need to be loved by people. So we need friendships. We need intimacy. We need family. The more we have of these, the better our life is. Now, when I first looked at uh, the hierarchy of needs uh, by Abraham Maslow, to me, this need for belonging and love, I would have thought it was the most important need. I thought that would be the baseline. Everybody needs to belong to someone and to a, a clan or to a tribe or to a group of people. Everybody needs to be loved, anybody needs intimacy, everybody needs belonging, everybody needs friendships. So I thought this is the basic need of humanity. But somebody once said to me, Nathan, what's the good of having all that if you don't have food on the table and you don't have health? And I said, look, that's, that's, I understand that we need the physiological and the safety as well. But to me, I think the human connection is so important that you need that belonging and that care and that love because you can overcome many other things if you have that identity. Anyway, I'm not going to say that Abraham Maslow's theory is wrong or is, it's in the wrong order. It's just one, one reflection of my journey when I went through this and I studied this. I thought that belonging and uh, love is more important than just having food and water. But nevertheless, this is the hierarchy here and we'll just carry on with it. You can jig, jig it around as well if you want. The fourth need, as presented by uh, Abraham Maslow in his hierarchy of needs, is esteem, uh, the recognition, the status, the importance, and respect. 
all of us want to be respected, all of us want to be honored, all of, un- all of us want to be validated, recognized, because we all have a contribution to make. And especially men, men need to be respected and validated. So ladies out there, if you can do something for you men, this is a trick, this is a key that I'm giving you, a life hack. Respect the man around you, respect your man, because that will win you brownie points. You will be very grateful if you did that, and he will be grateful to you. So this is very important for men, in the same way it is important for women as well. This, this uh, need is there, it is in us, it is a void that needs to be filled. So somebody needs to fill in that void for us. And number five, fifth, uh, um, fifth need in Maslow's hierarchy of needs, it is self-actualization. What a man can be, must be. This is when a person masters all the other four needs, psychological, uh, physiological safety, belonging, love, and esteem. When somebody has mastered all of those, they are reaching their full potential. That means they become a professional human being, if you want to call it that way. That means they are fully, uh, fully matured, fully actualized, fully fulfilled, if you want. And uh, Abraham stuck with these five levels of hierarchy in his pyramid, in his needs, for about 17 years. And after 17 years, he realized that once you reach your maximum potential, you haven't really reached the pinnacle because there is much more on the other side of the mountain. So, yes, you reach the top, but there is more when you reach the top because there is still the sky above you, there's the universe above you, there's, you know, whether you believe it or not, there's God above the universe. So, he realized after 17 years that there has to be another level, another dimension of this humanity that is not really tangible, that is not really seen, but we can permeate, we can penetrate into it from this world. And he called it self-transcendence. Self-transcendence, that that means when you get out of yourself, out of your ego. This is an outside goal. This refers to altruism and spirituality. And this is the desire to reach the infinite. So you realize that even though you reach your maximum potential as a human, there is an untapped potential, an infinite potential in the spiritual realm. If you connect with that world and you overcome yourself and you transcend yourself and you allow yourself to live from a divine perspective, from a godly perspective. So very, very important to transcend beyond this life that we used to and reach a, a level of spirituality when we can be driven in our spirit from a higher spirit, hopefully from the spirit of God. Now, Anthony Robbins, uh, he's a renowned coach and speaker, and most of you have heard of him. His training material is just unbelievably great, so make sure you watch him. I cannot recommend him any higher. He's a great man, and uh, he teaches, his, his, his material is absolutely fantastic. So. Whatever you can consume and make sure you grab it. He uh, divided the, the needs in two categories. So he's got six needs as well. But he had the needs for personality or needs of personality for achievement and the needs of the spirit. He realized that we are 
not just human beings, but we are spiritual beings as well. So he wanted to make sure that he touched that level of spirituality. And most people don't go into that area because they think, oh, we shouldn't touch the spirituality. Well, we are human beings and we are spiritual beings. So you can't ignore something that is part of your self-existence. So you, you can numb it and you can shut your eyes to it, but the reality is that it is there. So sooner or later, you've got to face uh, the spiritual side of your being. So he uh, said that we have the need for certainty, number one, the need for safety, stability, security, comfort, order, predictability, control, and consistency. We want that safe, certain, everyday, secure environment, climate. We want to make sure uh, when we get up in the morning that the water comes through the tap. We want to have our routine. We want to be able to start the car and drive and the roads will be clear. And we, have, we, we, we want some predictability that if I leave home at 6.30 by 7 o'clock, I will be at work. You know? we, we like that routine as well. But at the same time, that gets a little bit boring. So in tension with that, he said, our second need, just as much as we need certainty, we also need uncertainty or variety. The need for surprise, for variety, for challenges, for excitement, for difference, for chaos, a little bit of chaos in our lives, for adventure, for change and novelty. And, you know, you think, well, you said, Anthony, you said that we need certainty and now you're saying that we need uncertainty yes we need them in balance we need a healthy tension between the two if if you have too much certainty life is too boring if you have too much uncertainty life is too adventurous too risky it's almost like when when is this plane gonna land you know it's like we're flying we're flying adrenaline is high but is this plane going to land somewhere so you need certainty and uncertainty in a healthy tension and then he had Two more, he groups them two by two. And number three, he had significance, the need to have meaning, special, pride, needed, to be wanted, to have a sense of importance, and to be worthy of love. Every one of us wants to be loved and to be worthy of love. Everyone wants to have a meaning in life, to have a special good sense about ourselves, a special pride. I'm not talking uh, uh, being proudful in an arrogant way, but being, being self-worth uh, it. Do you know what I mean? Having, having a dignity about yourself. So this is very important. We have the need to be validated, to feel that we are significant. At the same time, we have the need to give ourselves to love and connection. When we give ourselves to love and connection, we have a need for communication. We, we, we have a need to be unified. We also have a need to be approved and attached. We have a need to, be, to feel connected. Uh, intimate and loved by other human beings. So again, these two are paradoxes and they are held in a healthy tension. Basically, we need both significance, we need our own sort of well-being, but we also need to be loved and connected with other people. So it's a relationship where we give, but it's a relationship where we also receive. And then he said, once we have these needs for personality, or needs of achievement, these four of them, certainty, uncertainty, significance, and love. Again, we've got to go beyond ourselves because we also have spiritual needs. Our spirit has its own needs. 
And he said that at number five, the, spirit, the need of the spirit is for growth, for development. The need for constant emotional, intellectual, and spiritual development. We want to keep growing. We want to keep green. We don't want to wither. We don't want to dry up. We don't want to give up on life. We want to carry on. There's a sense of going into infinity. Hardly anyone wants to die, even when they have to die or, you know, in old age. Most people just want to push on to see another spring, to see another summer, to see their grandkids, to see their children again. Everybody pushes for more. We have the desire to grow, the need for constant emotional development, spiritual development, and intellectual development. That's why this is a spiritual need, because once again, as Abraham Maslow's need for self-transcendence, it takes us into another realm beyond ourselves. And the last need that he put there, uh, Anthony Robbins, is the need for contribution, the need to give beyond ourselves, to give, to care, to protect and serve others. The, the greatest people in the world are those people who give themselves to others. Only when you have your identity secure, only when you have a strong sense of spirituality, can you give yourself to other people and to other causes. That's when you are fully human, when you can get out of yourself and out of your way and allow the spiritual, the divine to penetrate into your being and actually take, take, uh, take residence in you so you are driven by the spirit world in this life. And that is a beautiful level to be attained and it is attainable in this life if we engage in the spiritual world. Now, uh, I've just gone through both Maslow's hierarchy of needs and Anthony Robbins' uh, needs of personality and of the spirit. And this is today is just to bring you the awareness so you get to know and to understand the self-concept and your needs. Because the only way you're going to manage this, the only way you're going to uh, be able to, to have a way forward with this is by acknowledging them, by being aware of them. So I've given them to you today. I've listed them to you. I've summarized them for you so you have this awareness so you can grow and manage your emotions and your thoughts a lot better. When... And when you do that, you will make better decisions. So one of the applications that I've put there for you, and I, I really uh, encourage you to go for it, is to go through either Maslow's or Robin's theories and identify. So there's six of them in each one. So out of the six, I'll choose either Anthony Robbins or Abraham Maslow's hierarchy of needs and look at the six of them and think about this. Try to group the three that you, you are mastering at the moment uh, and you're doing well, you know, with these three and just identify those three and then look at the other three in areas where you need to grow. So, for example, if your physiological needs are met and your safety and belonging and love are met, maybe you need to grow in esteem and self-actualization and self-transcendence. Now, what will you do to grow in these? So gauge yourself, test yourself. What am I good at? Where do I need to grow? What are the, threes, the three that I'm mastering? And what are the three that I need to grow in? Identify those and go for it and see how you can develop those. Well, this is it for another episode. We are so grateful and privileged that you join us and you learn more about uh, our core needs and the self uh, getting to know ourselves a lot better. If you love this content, please distribute it, share it with other people. I'm sure you've got many friends on social media that just share, share it with them as well. 
we love five star ratings so if you have if you if you truly mean it do rate us uh, on itunes and on google podcasts and also on uh, youtube and subscribe to our channels and yeah let's let's connect write some feedback get involved a little bit get closer to us follow us on facebook on instagram and uh, let's chat some more next time i can't wait to see you so we look forward to another episode next week i'm dr nathaniel costia and i thank you so much for joining me on this journey of clarity through emotional and spiritual awareness if you feel blessed by this presentation please subscribe rate comment and share it wherever you're enjoying it. And until next time, this was a bit of clarity.